You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Okay, uh, did you see the piece uh, on uh, the what the Tampa Bay Rays plan to do with their starting pitching this is, year? Is this they're the, going to go to gonna, a? They're going to go to a four man. Yeah, and they it, it first was set up. They were talking about like they had eight days off in the first thirty eight days, so everybody thought that's what they were talking about. But they announced yesterday they're going to try to do it, and they're going to have. They're going to go on what they call a five-day rotation, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not a five, you know, it's a, it's not a strict four-man. So you're going to still pitch on your fifth day, but you will pitch on your fifth day. And then you, if, if they get to a point where they have five straight games, they're going to have a bullpen day. Okay. And they're going to have, they're going to, or they might call up somebody to pitch that game. Uh, but... It's not going to be a strict starter situation. You've one of those games, and and uh, so you know. As I say, if if it's a week where you got you know ten, if you play ten straight games, ah, okay, you're going to have some bullpen days, and they're not really strictly bullpen days. So anyway, mm-hmm. I was thinking about this, and I went through the twin schedule today. Because Paul Molitor's also going to start with a four-man rotation, but they've only planned it out for like three weeks. So here's the deal: you got four starters, right? Mm-hmm. You start the year here. Uh, it looks like Mejia will be your fourth. So you got uh, ooh, not Hughes, huh? Uh, I don't know. Well, he'll have, maybe. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't. Okay. To, he'd have to uh, pitch better than he has. Oda Rizzi is going to pitch opening day. Gibson's going to pitch the second day. Barrios is going to pitch the third day uh, because they want him to pitch, set pitch it up in Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, yep. and uh, the fourth, let's say Mejia. Mejia. So I, I went through till thirty-seven games. I went through the first thirty-seven games, which are are a period in a in a in a forty-two or three-day period. You end up with uh, or it's thirty-six games. You end up with getting uh, eight starts apiece out of uh, your th- your first three guys. You get seven starts out of Mejia, and you have five bullpen games. But they're not really bullpen games. So I'm looking at your bullpen, right? You got twelve guys. Mm-hmm. You got you're gonna have twelve. Pit- first of all, this is a way to have twelve pitchers instead of thirteen, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Hildenberger, Rogers, Rodney, Duke, and Reed. So those are the guys that are finishing games for you, right? Mm-hmm. When you're going to win, you got all five of those guys, or or when you're you know when it's a close game, and then you got Presley, Busenitz, and let's say Duffy or Hughes, whoever it is. And my, I think the notion that these guys are all capable of pitching three or four innings. Uh, 
if you if you use them, if you use them, if you don't, we're always talking about they got to get stretched out, right? Mm-hmm. Got to stretch out. Well, if you have these bullpen guys, these bullpen days, you can stretch them out. You got them stretched. You got them throwing fifty pitches. Okay, so every time one of these games comes around, uh, now you know. Okay, Duffy, okay, we can get 50 pitches out of Duffy. We can get 40 out of Presley. We can get 40 out of Busenitz. And it doesn't have to be the same guy each time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can rotate. Whatever you have, whoever you have, when that fifth day comes around, okay, we'll start Presley. And because he hasn't had to work much the last four days, right? Mm-hmm. And if he can go 40, 50 pitches, 40 pitches, fine. But will it work? And then and then, then you can run another guy in there, right? But let me uh, ask you this, though. Will that work given the first usually month or so of the season, you're not letting your starter go as deep as you would in June, prob- July? That, of course, yeah. is the problem, how much you're going to have to use. These other these five guys who I'm saying finish your games, the 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 five man bullpen that finishes games for you. Uh, you wouldn't want to overtax you, you know, them. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to pitch them in the ground. Mm-hmm. But I think that a lot of innings are wasted by not having. You, everybody, baseball talks about having a long man, right? You got to have a long man. No, I think you need three long men, and you need guys to be able. To, now, what's going to screw you up is if you get two bad starts in a row. Right, that's what I was going to say. You got to use your long man, and then you get to a bullpen day. Well, that's when you're going to have to call up Rochester and say, "Send us somebody," yeah. right? Because that because that was going to be around. that was going to be my next question. If you're the Twins and Mejia and then somebody else uh, after having two bad starts. Up after his usual four and a third. And right if we looked at history in last season, this front office will go through some arms. What oh, are we at? 37. 37. Yeah, they're not afraid. No. They're not at 36. 36, uh, I'm 36 sorry. 36 counting well, well, what was the deal last year where Hector, Hector started a game on Saturday and then he came in relief? He had kind of a short yeah. outing, and then he came in relief on like the it following was that Monday. Extra or inning like that. game. Well, that's another. Yeah. That's another thing you do with a guy like Mejia. Okay, let's say he gives you his usual four and a third. Well, when he gets to uh, on a Sunday, when he gets to Wednesday, which is his throwing day, he don't throw. You know, go give he's, us two, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you have to, you know, if he if he if he's, you know, if he doesn't get in the game. You can throw him after the, uh, you know, you can have him do his throwing after the game ends. I go on the bullpen and and throw then. But I, you know, I'm not saying that it's comparable in any way because of the number of innings guys pitch now. But this is what baseball did. You know, you had the fifth guy who, who pitched out of the bullpen all the time, but also was your fifth starter. And here's why you're not crazy, Pat, because look at last year's, and I know it's apples and oranges when we compare the regular season to the postseason in baseball. I get that. But look at how teams were situated for the postseason runs and how that could translate this coming season during the regular, during the regular season. The Yankees got 26 outs from their bullpen in one game. I mean, th- yes. that's how 
teams could construct them when they're when they're teams like Tampa that are in a complete number crunch situation where they can't go out and get you know a fifth starter that they can pay five to ten million dollars a year. I, to. I think what they're I think the main thing they have though is that your your general your first reaction would be. Well, then you're going to need 13 pitchers for sure. I think it's a plan to get away from 13 pitchers and keep a four-player bench. And I keep think, guys more I, on a regular schedule, yes. you got an yes. eight-man yeah. bullpen, and okay, you're going to get trapped once in a while. But, okay, let's say you get four straight, you know, you get four straight starts of six and a third. How much are, Bre- Pre- and you you got a chance to win, how much are Presley, Busenitz, and Duffy going to be used? No, you're right. Yeah. So you, but then if you let them sit out there, die on the vine, and not get work, and then we all hear, well, they aren't stretched out, so they can only pitch an inning. I think this can be, this makes these guys 80 or 90. Sense. It makes 80, it makes them 80 or 90 inning guys, right? I looked up Jim Perry. Before he became the Cy Young Award in 1970, but in 1968 and nine, I believe it was, he pitched uh, uh, 63 games and 37 more starts, and 36 of them were out of the bullpen, or 26 of them were out of the bullpen, or 30. It was about half and half. Uh, you know, he was your fifth starter, but he also would regularly work out of the bullpen. I, you're wasting. Innings by saying you got to have five starters. I think uh, you're you're wasting innings because you got this guy on the roster who pitches Sunday, and he's not going to pitch again. And, and and if you get an off day, he's not going to pitch again until the next Saturday. Mm-hmm. You're wasting that roster spot. I think this is an attempt to uh, have make sure you have a four man bench, and you know, and how much? What are the odds of you winning a game? With your fifth starter, how much greater are the odds of you winning a, with a with a fifth starter than if you have yeah if you have Presley Mike Pelfrey out there instead if, of yeah, yeah exactly if you have Presley and Duffy to pitch the first five innings and then go to your bullpen. Here's one problem yeah. though: How would Gardy handle that in Detroit if he's got to have oh. a third catcher and yeah. <laughs> and a thirteen? Well, Gardy, well, plus Gardy, you get five innings and then you're behind eight to two, and one guy pitches the six. <laughs> I used to dry he, I, you know, I used to argue about that all the time. I said, you wouldn't be always complaining about having to use your whole bullpen if you use these guys for two innings instead of one. Then you'd only have to use two of them instead of four. Now, why did I have to start that cheap shot at Gardy? We're, we're glad he's back in the league. I love Gardy. I do, too. Good. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, we will have a... Yeah, nobody could guess who our sports person of the day is, but he's certainly a worthy winner. Taking the ride with Royce. They're going the wrong way! He said we're going the wrong way! Oh, he's drunk! How would he know where we're going? On 1500 ESPN. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Off the draw, Devils win it. Take it here by Hall. Taylor Hall, wrist shot, save made by Lindbergh. The rebound, they score! It's Jack. Another power play goal. And with the shot by Hall, that should extend the point streak as well. You know how I always say about our Timberwolves? 
Even when they do the right thing, it turns out to be the wrong thing. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, last year they got the hottest coach. If if you had your choice of all the coaches who are two years ago on the free agent market, you wanted Tibbs, You right? wanted Tibbs. You wanted Tibbs. You got Tibbs, and now everybody's saying Tibbs is playing night George Mike in basketball against Stephon Curry. You know, okay. <laughs> so, you know who else could screw up a one-car parade? The Edmonton Oilers. The Edmund, now last year they had a little playoff run, but they've had the number one draft choice, what, five times in this decade, basically? Seems like it, yeah. Yeah, they got McDavid now, who's supposed to be the greatest player in the world, and, uh, you know, he's going to be the next great thing, and he's having a mediocre year. Meanwhile, last in, they decided after another disappointing season in 2000. Uh, 15, 16, that the guy they should get rid of was Taylor Hall. Uh, Taylor Hall was the number one overall draft choice in 2010. And uh, he was, uh, what, 25 years old? And they said, ah, he ain't going to be the guy. So let's see. He was up in uh, in uh, Edmonton, 22 goals, 27 goals, 16 goals, 27 goals, 14 goals, 26 goals. And then they traded him after uh, the 2015-16 season. They got they had to get better defense, so they traded him for some guy named Adam Larson. You ever hear of him? Never. Some sweet. But for all I know, he could be one of the best players in the league. Oh, sure. He know half the players. They traded him for that. Well, now he goes out to New Jersey, and uh, he uh, last year. Let me see how many did he get last year out there. He gets he gets traded to New Jersey of all places. Now, last year he only has 20. This year he has 30 and 44, and right now he is sitting on a 26-game point streak. 26 games, it's one of the longest uh, in the NHL history. Uh, Last five games, uh, he's gotten uh, two points, two points, one point, one point, two points. Uh, and he is just uh, a machine to the point that even though New Jersey's what? Good. They're good. They're not great, right? The NHL standings. New Jersey, uh, he's considered to be uh, one of the favorites to win the MVP award because he's having such a great year. Meanwhile, Edmonton, back buried once again, not going to be in the playoffs. Uh it's uh, it's amazing how they can screw something, and up, it is it? a shame because remember that series last year when the, oh, when they fun, were hosting yeah. a game was they, were they hosting a game seven or game six whatever it was I think that so. crowd was electric. I mean that building was yeah. so oh, yeah. oh, oh my god they hadn't been I mean they hadn't been relevant in a decade yeah, yeah, they right, had that one right. run to the Stanley Cup Finals where Carolina beat them in seven and before that they hadn't been rele- relevant since since Messi that's right because they had Rollies. Yeah, they had Dwayne Rollison as and that was as an eight seed. Yeah. yeah, that was as an eight seed that that happened. Patrick, I, I got a uh, a interesting fact here. I, I was trying to Google and do some research on it. Taylor Hall's agent is apparently Bobby Orr. Really? According to his Wikipedia page. Now, somebody could have edited it and threw that in there or something just well, funny. I think he but does handle a few guys. So, yeah, I know uh, he mentors some guys. But, yeah, Bobby Orr is mm-hmm. apparently his agent. Well, uh, d- d- uh, the Devils are going to make the playoffs 34-25-8. They got 76 points over in that uh, league and uh, they're over in that uh, uh, conference, the uh, Eastern Conference. But uh, Taylor Hall... 
they uh, they get rid of them, and then they're going to be really good this year. And now they're they're buried to the point that the that our wild are looking forward to going to Vancouver and Edmonton to get rid of their road woes. Yeah. So it's uh, it is a uh, it is another uh, catastrophe for uh, Edmonton getting rid of this kid, and I'm sure they're uh, my guy Terry Jones and the rest of them. Oh, they're taking it well. I'm sure they're having a good time uh, ridiculing the living (laughs) hell out of the Edmonton Oilers. Are they Cleveland Browns like though? You know what? If you're 40 years old in that town. You got all the great hockey you ever deserved, right? That's true. Yes, you had yes. a really good run. But aren't they I, Cleveland Browns like where they could basically be garbage for the next two decades and they're still going to sell out the arena oh, every sure, night? Yeah, sure. and they got and they got the new arena. You know, yeah. they built a new arena for them. Calgary still hasn't built a new arena. They might lose their franchise because uh, they're, they're raising hell there about needing. A, I'm sure it's jealousy that uh, Edmonton got their new arena and they didn't. And I, I, heard, I, I heard Louie on, bo- on with the boys. Is the Seattle thing going to happen? Looks they got somebody who's going to give it. them $700 million oh, for an NHL, put an NHL team franchise. there before they put an NBA team Why would there. they take... Why? Why wouldn't they just relocate? Or is it because it would make them have 32 teams and would well, be they able to They want even... 32 teams, yeah. They okay. want 32 teams. Plus, you know, if you relocate... Uh, Craig Leopold doesn't get any money. That's true. If they give him $700 million, you get, and they won't give Vegas any of it, right? Because they just got in. Yeah. So you got uh, <laughs> 30 teams splitting $700 million. Oh my God. The league will keep 50, and uh, and Leopold and the boys will get 25 apiece or 23 apiece. Well, well, Seattle needs to hurry up and get the NHL team so then they can turn their focus to getting the Sonics back in Seattle because I yes. know the NHL is going to be the first... The first, uh, and you know what? The NBA will probably go to the same two towns, Vegas and Seattle. Oh yeah. Yep. Now that and those would be expansion, right? Not yeah. Okay, yeah. they'd be expansion. Yeah. And if, if, if the NHL is getting, a, if the NHL is getting five hundred million and seven hundred million, the NBA will get a billion. Yep. You know. So, uh, but wow. I, I, yeah, they. Uh, that was still one of the silliest things that Stern ever did. Letting the Sonics Stern, move. Stern did not jump in there and see you know he saved the timberwolves from going to new orleans he should have figured out a way to save this you know thank god there was oklahoma too much city. history with the sonics to, oklahoma to city well like plus that. you're going from the eighth biggest market to the 60th you know that yeah. made no sense well not to mention seattle's a good sports town yeah when the teams are good i mean people show up oh yeah yeah they are baseball is probably the one that's had the most trouble there because summer's uh you know they're they're like a place that you want to you know you got to enjoy your they're like Minnesota you got to enjoy your summers cuz it's raining eight months <laughs> here. it's not snowing but it's raining but you got to enjoy your summers out there and there's so damn much to do out there it hurts them even though when i out there when i was out there covering the goodwill games i did write a column saying this is the most overrated town i've ever been in the oh, traffic is terrible there's and, a uh, shock <laughs> and the panhand you know the the homeless people you couldn't take two steps without having somebody ask you for money and uh and uh they went not this was before the uh this was before the internets, of course, also. But somebody reprinted the column in the paper while I was still out there. I was feared for my life <laughs> in the afternoon paper out there. So, but you know, I think it's overrated. Too many bri- towns with bridges are overrated. How could you soil the long and storied history of the Goodwill Games like that, Patrick? That's Ricey. right. Yes. Shame on great. you. 
It, 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 it is true. That was, But the basketball was good. You know why? Because we still had an Iron Curtain in Yugoslavia. It was good. <laughs> Before we had the Yugoslavian Civil War that ruined basketball as we know it. All right. We shall return uh, with a John Height Sports update. You're along for the ride with Roycey. Where do you think you're going? On 1500 ESPN. Here's Johnny Height for the sports update. Thank you, someone. This update sponsored by Account Temps. Uh, do you need accounting and finance professionals for long-term or recurring projects? If so, Account Temps salary and professional service may be the right solution. Visit AccountTemps.com. Account Temps, a Robert Half company. Here's Johnny Height. No update on Putin starting nuclear war yet, is there, Johnny? No, I haven't seen one. Okay, it's no. getting, uh, okay. Although there was a tweet issued by your president, Patrick. Uh, this is from Paul McLeod, I believe. Okay. He's a BuzzFeed Capitol Hill reporter. Uh, president Trump to a steelworker today at a oh, press, press conference. Great. Quote, your father is looking down on you. He's very proud, end quote. Uh, he's still alive, the guy responded. <laughs> And then the president then responded, well, then he's then he's really proud of you then. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, this is fantastic. It was, uh, it was funny. Mm-hmm. It's uh, crazy theater, I'll tell you that. Oh, it's great. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. To a quarter well, flight. Well, since we're all going to get blown up here in six months, right. anyway, what the hell? We might as well have fun. So I should just start eating more and drinking more yes, beer? Yes, absolutely. Two-A quarterfinal boys state hockey tournament. Edina beat Lakeville North 7-1. to Duluthy shuts out St. Michael Albertville 5 to nothing. In fact, Patrick, you know, the mayor has the phrase, break glass, smoke lucky. we got to yeah. come up with one for you. Uh, secure <laughs> opener, gimme gin, yes, you know, yeah. something like that. Anybody got a green bottle in here? Let's go. <laughs> was it just straight gin and, and lime, or what were you? No, what no, was gin a and tonic, tonic, right? A little tonic. Yeah, gin and tonic. A little snifter and tonic, sure. Snifter. A little snifter. <laughs> Uh, tonight, it's Hillmary in Minnetonka and Centennial in St. Thomas Academy in that two-way hockey I tournament. have seen one session of the state hockey tournament since 1970. <laughs> How is saw that Reggie Miracle. Reggie, saw Reggie Miracle in Columbia Heights uh, beat, pull off a huge upset because I had a boss in about 83 at St. Paul who said, I won't let you go to spring training until you see at least one session of the hockey tournament. So I, I went to the afternoon session and had an 8 o'clock flight to Orlando. <laughs> I've always timed my uh, trips to uh, spring training <laughs> to coincide with I was going to say, it's been oddly training. coincidental. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, Timberwolves signing Derek Rose. Of course, uh, he uh, was coached in Chicago by Coach Thibodeau of the Wolves. The Wolves play the Celtics tonight at the Target Center. Uh, ESPN, our Myron Medcalf reporting in the wake of a report that Memphis might fire Tubby Smith after the season. Uh, well, Smith's lawyer said the coach has received only positive feedback from school administrators. His <laughs> uh, lawyer saying what Tubby has gotten consistently from that administration is, Coach, we know you're doing this the right way. We know this is a process. We know this is going to take some time, and we're happy with what you're doing. Until Anthony Hardaway says, hey, I want the job. Yeah, I'll, then take it's the job later, and Tubby. I'll take the job and bring in three top 50s from right here in town. <laughs> that coming from Ricky Left, who's Smith's longtime lawyer. 
Uh, he said, remember, Tubby told them from the beginning it was a four- to five-year process. Don't, don't, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't tell us that? Because that's what they told us when you left here, Tubby, that it was a four- or five-year process. Uh, Memphis President M. David Rudd told the Commercial Appeal this week he will evaluate the program. After the season, the school would owe Smith $10 million if it decides to fire Tubby without Tubby is Tubby would be so happy if they fired him he couldn't stand it. <laughs> $10 million bucks, not have to coach. You know, uh, Pat, we mentioned the, the mayor uh, a few minutes ago, and I, I neglected to tell you this story off. Off the air, but we had another mayoral moment, and I've been waiting <laughs> okay. for the traffic man to sit down so he can also partake in this particular story. But uh, you know, before one o'clock, you know, the the four of us, height rookie, me and Joe, we'll just kind of BS for a couple of minutes out in the hallway here. And uh, Chris Lindahl, Phil Mackey's guy, was was here recording a, a spot that's going to yes. run on the station. And he's leaving the studio saying, hey, thanks, Rocco. And, and Rocco <laughs> says, hey, no problem, Chris. We'll see you soon. And Joe hears this and says... Looks at him and he says, "Wow, you're getting around, getting along pretty well here, Chris." And he looked at Joe and said, "Well, yeah." He's like, "Always." Well, you know, with, or yeah, Chris said, "Yeah, always." Well, you know, and he says, "Well, you know, after that foot amputation, I thought he thought it was Chris Eggert." <laughs> <laughs> well, and not not only that, he oh, after he no. after he realized it, he looked at him and said, "This is typical Joe too, not getting the name right." He goes, "Oh, I thought you were Eggert." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, and then we were, you know, ridiculing the poor mayor, and he says, "This is why I don't talk to people." <laughs> exactly what he said. If, but if Lindahl was sharp, he would have said, "Nah," but it grew back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lindahl took it in great. Yeah, great, he, he, he had, had a lot of fun with it. He, he was, was laughing uh, pretty hard. But that's our guy. Out. That's our guy, Joe. For a million dollars, exactly. <laughs> The NFL has deemed a question asked to Darius Gooch about his sexuality at the NFL Combine completely inappropriate. Although the league stopped short of committing to penalizing the person <laughs> they have bad, or team. They have blackballed him for an entire career, just like Kaepernick, but it was an inappropriate question. Uh, they actually asked him, too. I didn't realize that until I saw today's story. First, they asked him whether he likes men, and they also asked him if his mother sells herself. <laughs> God. What? What the hell? What is a wrong team with that these just people? random? These were just random questions. Just <laughs> random <laughs> questions. Yeah. Which what team? Is wrong with these people? Which they're, team? That's what I want to know. They're not saying which. Well, team. Well, tell us which team. Oh Expose God. them for the frauds that they are. <laughs> oh Why doesn't gosh. Gooch tell us who it is? Yeah. Oh, Gooch yeah. is a former LSU running back, projected to be a first round pick. Uh, NFL spokesperson Brian. So they said, "Is your mom a whore?" Well, yes, they, basically. Yeah. Yes. Basically, okay. Yeah. Is she attractive? <laughs> NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy told Pro Football Talk a question such as that is completely inappropriate and wholly contrary. No. To How about two questions like that? Yeah, uh, girl. This is not the first time, by the way, uh, things like this have happened. Two years ago, Giants quarterback Eli Apple said he was asked about his sexuality by the Falcons. In that mm. instance, Commissioner Roger Goodell said he spoke with Falcons head coach Dan Quinn and the coach who asked the question but did not punish <laughs> either. Well, actually, when I uh, was uh, entering St. Mary's, they asked me if uh, they asked me that question, the evaluator, and I said, "Well, I'm conflicted. That's why I'm drinking." You know? <laughs> Should have told him only when I'm sober. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Judge says he uh, is leaning toward not taking part in home run Boo. derby this year. 
Why was he asked that in March? <laughs> One and done, he, he said. He told reporters uh, this morning, he said it was a cool experience. I enjoyed it all, but I don't really think I need to go out there and do We're it We're already again. running out of material to ask, huh? <laughs> yeah, he yeah did, it's he early. did admit there's a little wiggle room for him to change his mind uh, by this year's All-Star break, but he did say, I think I'm one and done. Now, he told this to podcast hosts CeCe Sabathia and Ryan Rocco about appearing in the midseason Power Hitting Showcase. That's a Players' Tribune podcast. That's correct. Oh, there was one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, judge if didn't. you don't have a podcast, you ain't diddling. You're doing it wrong. You're, you're doing a, it wrong. You're a lout. The judge wouldn't give any reasons, just said it was a personal choice. John, that was a fine effort today, and you're not going to be here tomorrow, I think. I am not. I am off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, at least it's a Friday. <laughs> I can handle you taking off Friday or Monday. No, but not a random like day Tuesdays, off. Uh, Tuesdays. <laughs> I, I, I don't get why anybody takes off Tuesdays. Damn. I don't get that. Yeah, never do. It's become known as the random height day off around here. (laughs) That's right. All right. Thank you. You bet. The ride with Royce now continues. First of all, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for Late Hits. Absolutely horrible news down here in southwest Florida that I was not aware of until today. I saw Dave St. Peter uh, tweet out the uh, Star Tribune story on this. On Tuesday, uh, a family, uh, a a group of uh, 15 people, uh, Paul White, uh, 49 years old, and uh, Lauren Van Rees, or his uh, his, uh, partner is uh, Kimberly Van Rees, and uh, they were over here. They were must have been staying in the Fort Lauderdale area, and they came over here in a van, 15 of them, and uh, they were driving home after the Twins game that day. Oh. And they were on Alligator Alley, which is a uh, dangerous place, and uh, you, you, uh, it's two lanes going each direction in the middle of the uh, <clears throat> middle of uh, the swamp. It's a lot safer than it used to be. And it's well lit now, but it's also, there's a big median in the middle. But you run into an incredible number of young drivers going, the speed limit's 70, I believe. You go into an incredible number of uh, drivers going 80, 85 on that place, just going crazy. And uh, they, unfortunately, uh, ran into a guy named Niz Benny Garcia. And uh, he apparently was, well, he was drunk, but he was driving, uh, going uh, southbound, which is uh, towards Miami, uh, towards Fort Lauderdale, in a Ford truck. And and there were several witnesses who came upon this accident and uh, said that he'd almost caused several other wrecks already. And he was changing lanes. And uh, Paul, Paul White was driving the van. And uh, the guy was in the right lane, and he decided to move over without seeing him, crashed into the van, sent the van careening into the median here, this grassy median, rolled over seven times. 18-year-old young woman, Lauren Van Rees, uh, was killed. And uh, there's uh, several other people seriously injured. There were kids as low as uh, as young as age four in the mm-hmm. vehicle. Several ended up in the hospital. The guy was drunk. Uh, I think he was. Uh, they blood tested him several hours later, and he was still point one eight point one eight two, and uh, he was uh, apparently uh, causing 
almost causing accidents before this, so this is a terrible thing. Paul White, by happenstance, uh, won a Powerball of, uh, a couple, three years ago for $150 million, and I'm sure they uh, allowed the family to come down here and have a good old time and was... Uh, was uh, enjoying spring training, went over here, saw a pretty good game, and uh, we're driving back to Fort Lauderdale, and some idiot ran into him. And you see so much of that down here. And I, what makes it so dangerous is there's a lot of old folks, and I'm an old folk, but I'm not a slow driver, but there's a lot of old folks who are out will be out on the freeway driving in the right lane going 50, and you know, 70, maybe 55, and then these young guys in, the, you know, their trucks or whatever they are, they'll come along and they'll be going 90 in that outside lane and they start weaving in and out of traffic and uh, to, you know, to to get 20 feet ahead of where they are, they will cut in front of you and uh, do this. And, of course, you throw in the fact this guy's drunk. And uh, I, I can envision how this happened from my experiences of driving down here. Pat, I Alex, saw it in January. I drove from Orlando up to Jacksonville. You know, it's a two-hour yeah. drive. And yeah. this was basically in the middle of the night because my flight didn't land until 1 o'clock in the morning. And I could not believe how aggressive that people were, you know, going yeah. in, in a 70, which I was going the speed limit and getting past like well, I was standing it, it still. It is the fact that the big fact is they will take I, – I don't – the one thing I make sure I don't do as a driver is follow closely. Mm-hmm. I, I always hang back. And they will cut. In, if I give them, if you give them 100 feet on the freeway, boom. Yeah, they'll, they'll take it. They'll yep. come uh, flying in there. And then they will roar up, even though it does them no good. You know, they will roar up behind uh, somebody and uh, just follow them within 10 feet, waiting for that little kind of opening over in the other lane. And uh, I can exactly see how this happened, and our sympathy goes out to. Was uh, the uh, was the van in any way affili- affiliated with the twins? No, 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 no. Okay. They were just fans. They were over here vacationing, and uh, fifteen of them. Uh, I have no idea. I, I haven't seen more information on because I know one of the news outlets listed all the people and where they're from. You know, there was a family from Richfield, and all. all, all I just didn't know if this was affiliated in any way with the with the ball club. No, they were just down here having a Florida vacation and Man, uh, went to a decided to go to a ball game and what it's, a horrible uh, terrible. story yep so uh demar derozan uh, gets himself uh 20 42 last night what a night in the nba by the way uh derozan gets himself 42 uh manny did you see any of that game uh yes i did and uh reavers has the has the highlight actually demar derozan six to go got all the way to the bottom. The people are in shock. He just took that ball from the opposite foul line right down the middle of the court, and he goes up strong, two-handed jam dunk, and he gets fouled. They were down. They were down one at that time, right? And that was right yes. at, with four seconds to go. And he puts him up two, and then they throw the ball into Griffin. He muscles his way in. They go into overtime, but Toronto beats them again. Toronto now has a two and a half game lead in the Eastern Conference at forty-seven and seventeen. They win one hundred and twenty-one, one hundred and nineteen in overtime. And Detroit made the Blake Griffin trade, but it's not going to get them into the playoffs. No, they're they're like they're like four or five games back of the of the eighth spot right this, now. So this this also shape. happened last night in the NBA. 
the Rockets, 110. Oh, wait, I said over the Bucks over Detroit. 110.99, the Rockets over the Bucks. 17 in a row. 17 in a row. That's the question. Who's better, Rockets or Golden State? Oh, boy. I don't know. I, it's I, still got to be I, Golden State, right? Yeah, I mean, they're... they're, they're my, they, the Rockets... They're the, the favorites, now, but the Rockets now have them by one game in the standings. I think Houston can beat them. Seventeen. I think Houston well, they, can beat them. They play the same style. Yeah, I mean they play the same basketball. Uh, and but seventeen in a row. And uh, James Harden took the night off. He only got what twenty five or something. He don't did. don't be surprised to see like a Rockets Raptors finals. I I I know that the league is probably going to want another Golden State Cleveland matchup, but. Don't be surprised. Houston's Houston's really good, and Toronto's really, really good. So it wouldn't be a surprise. Also last night in the NBA, LeBron gets 39. Cleveland does the uh, Timberwolves a favor by beating the Nuggets mm-hmm. uh, in Denver. The Pelicans won their 10th in a row. They're <laughs> now ahead of the Timberwolves, but... Anthony Davis rolled his left ankle. They took a uh, MRI. It is not uh, broken, but uh, he will not play Friday in all likelihood. And without him, leave... they got nothing. Nothing. Didn't yes. we leave them for dead when Boogie got hurt? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they won ten in a row. Their franchise record. Does that speak about Boogie? Uh, speaks about probably playing a more wide open game, and it speaks more about Anthony Davis, I think. Sure. But uh, but he's viewed uh, as a cancer a bit, isn't he, Boogie Cousins? Well, I think it more so speaks to Alvin Gentry needing to find a way to make those two guys work together. Sure, you know he's got to find a way to make it work better. It's kind of like you know Wigan, what Tibbs has to do with Wiggins and Butler at some point. Also, uh, uh, Utah wins one hundred four to eighty four. They were 17 and 26 on January 19th. They are 18 and 4 since then. They were 5 and 19 on the road. They've won 9 in a row on the road. Uh, and in a 20 point game, Ricky Rubio's plus minus was zero. So, uh, uh, Rudy Gobert just tore it up, uh, from, uh, uh, from what I could see last night, bunch of rebounds, and uh, uh, just an incredible number of inter- amount of interesting stuff happening in the NBA last night. I got one. Other, I got one other for you here. Here we go. Let me look right here. Let me look right here. Where did it go? Where did it go? Uh, I looked at this. The WCHA announced their. All conference team for men's hockey, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and back in the day, what ten years ago, your all conference team would be uh, eh, four guys from Minnesota and two from Canada, right? Sure. Or maybe a guy from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. We got a now the leading uh, scorer in the league is a guy named C.J. Seuss from Forest Lake. Okay, that makes sense. He's a Mankato, uh, Minnesota stater. Uh, Mark Michaels is from Mannheim, Germany. <laughs> Troy Loggins is from Huntington Beach, California. Zach Fry is from Spokane, Washington. Uh, Alec Ronhauser is from Bismarck, North Dakota. And the goaltender, Talvinen, is from Finland. So uh, what happened? It, is, it has become a rather national sport. And the uh, the second team, 
They got a kid from British Columbia, a kid from Hunt, Huntsville, Alabama, a kid from Sandy, Utah, uh, third team. Uh, you got a kid from Michigan and a kid from Ontario and a kid from uh, British Columbia. It's amazing how, uh, you know what? Gary Bettman got a lot of heat for his southern expansion, but it has uh, really uh, spread the, the word of hockey around the country. We'll be back, see if anybody's got a daily complaint. the ride with Royce. Let's hear the boys' daily complaints. I babbled too long about the greatness of the WNBA. Uh, NBA, excuse me. What do you got, Manny? Uh, my daily complaint is with since the Big East broke up a few years ago, yes. all the teams that left are not doing so good. They Georgetown, stink. Syracuse, Pitt is terrible. Well, such a great you know why Pitt can't? You know why UConn, Pitt can't? terrible. You know why Pitt can't win? The basketball isn't ugly enough in the ACC. <laughs> right. you got to play ugly ball. 58-52. All right, we'll do it tomorrow.